0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See
2: website for details. Half hour. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, a Broadway podcast. I'm Jeff.
3: And I'm Richie. And today we have a very special guest joining us for an exciting discussion about the upcoming fall 2023 Broadway season. Please welcome Alan Seals, the host of The Theater Podcast, a show all about engaging conversations that spark curiosity that creates an intimate connection with his guests. Alan, welcome to Half Hour.
0: Thank you. It's so nice to be here and, yeah. and uh, meet you guys face-to-face digitally, yeah. finally. Yes, <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
2: that is nice. And before we uh, get to started on this fall Broadway season, we wanted to give the floor to you a little bit to tell our listeners about yourself and how you got Started in the Broadway podcast world with the theater podcast. Whoa.
0: Um, <laughs> how far back did we go? Let's see. There was a dark and stormy night. Uh, no, uh, in a nutshell, I grew up um, completely, uh, my left and my right brain were constantly at odds with each other. I love tech. Mm. I love engineering. I love sports, but I also love performing, singing, dancing, uh, to quote, um, um, Idiot, lizard, running, jumping, climbing trees, putting on makeup, um, <laughs> and and it's it's been uh, kind of this this constant struggle to, to figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up going um, to college for computer science while still mm-hmm. doing chorus and theater and um, and the what whatnot. And I was like, well, still once I get out of of college with my comp sci degree, I'm going to be a professional actor, and mm. that's what I did. And so then uh, fast forward 2007. Writer, that writer strike hits, and so I'm like, oh, hey, um, I guess there's nothing to audition for, so I fall back on computers. I'm like, ooh, regular paycheck. This is brand new. I'm going <laughs> to continue with this for a while. Um, ended up, fast forward five years, as an engineer, I make my way to Google, where I... Um, figure out that there's the Google talks team where you can volunteer to bring in speakers to present to the office. And so the people that I had previously been performing with for those five years, I was or previously five years ago. Um, When I was doing my engineering stuff, some of them made it to Broadway. So I reached out to my friends Mm -hmm. who were then on Broadway, and was like, "Hey, you should come in and do this thing," which then opened up the door to realize, "Oh, there's a whole like ecosystem of press and marketing and and the way that the business Mm -hmm. of show business is run." And then one night back in August, uh, September twenty eighteen, God, I can't, yeah, twenty eighteen. I was just, I couldn't sleep one night. I said, hey, listen, Uh, to myself, I said, hey, listen, self, and self said yes. Uh, (laughs) What can we do to get to sleep? And we said we should find a podcast. This is kind of this medium that I haven't gotten into yet. Um, Mm. Let me hear from, like, secrets and stories from Broadway people. I couldn't find anything, and Mm. um, which speaks to a discoverability issue, uh, that there exists in the podcast ecosystem, anyway. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I started my own, I realized there were lots of others out there. I just couldn't find them. But anyway, by that point, I'd already started my own, and I'm stubborn, so I didn't quit. Uh, and now, five years later, gosh, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was October. I forget the date is late October, I think, um, 2018. My first episode with Ariana Debose was dropped. Um, nice. And uh, and I've been going one a week ever since. It's been it's, it's been a hustle.
3: Oh yeah, it's amazing. We've been, uh, we kind of started ours during the pandemic when we were like consuming a lot of f- movies and TV and then movie musicals. And while we, well, there was theater was shut down and we were like, oh, we should kind of talk about like some of the things we're watching during COVID times. And then that became like, then when Broadway reopened, like, let's go to shows because we, I find like we have family and friends all the time. We'll get, we'll go see a show and 10 to 20 people in separate texts and messages will say, Oh, what did you think? What did you think? I'm like, we should just sit and record yeah. a quick conversation for 30 minutes of what we thought instead of messaging, literally 20 people, what we thought of this show. So we're like, eh, that's because, what and then it's amazing how we have family and friends that are like, Oh, now I'm going to go. We're like, Oh, I don't know. Like, and they just will want to know our opinion about it. So not that we're like these mega people, but we just would see stuff and they always wanted to know. So that's, it's an interesting to hear how other podcasts emerge too. like,
0: that, no, you know? it's, it's really cool. You do that because there's a lot of people like um, I, I moved to New York in 20, 20- seven uh yeah two thousand seven two thousand seven not twenty six mm. yeah two thousand seven <laughs> before like you could buy tickets online essentially and yeah. there, mm-hmm. there was no TKTS there was no today tick I'm sorry there was no today ticks there was no anything right. like that. so I would yeah. stand in the in the TKTS line um to get tickets. Yeah and I looked approachable and quiet, I guess, and like never failed. Almost every time I was in line, someone would come up to me and say, what should I see? I'm new. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just in for a day or two. I don't know anything about Broadway. What should I see? And I was like, oh, Peter and the Starcatcher. That's blah, blah, blah. Like uh, the great stuff that yeah. is just freaking fr- hilarious. Right. Is amazing. Yeah. And they're like, "See Lion King? Go see Chicago. I'm going to see the stuff that they hear about, that they've heard about uh, because it's been around for a while. And I'm like, oh, God, there's so much like not nothing against those yeah. shows at all. But there are the, the startups, right? The startup shows that are mm-hmm. so different. And and we're going to talk about a lot of that. Yeah. You know, in, and there's so many of those the things of, yeah, coming this season. But like yeah. the stuff that you could see that is not your mainstream things that you could see touring locally, like come to New York and see something you can't see anywhere else. That's my right. that's always right. my advice. I,
3: right. And so, and and kind of diving into this a little bit, this kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about today, which is our the fall 2023 Broadway season. So, Mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening, who probably already know this, the Tony season usually goes from May or June to the following May or June. It's a one full calendar year, not. Full calendar year. It's almost like a school year, <laughs> I
0: guess. Maybe um, yeah, take a uh, pandemic or so. Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we obviously know that the summer had some new shows. We've seen those. We've talked about those. So now we're talking about fall, and then of course there'll be like a quiet time, like in January, and then it'll kind of resurge again in the spring. So for those of you who don't know, there are ten new shows opening on Broadway between September 2023 and December 2023. Um, actually, technically 11 starting. Um, I put the honorable mention in as prayer for the French Republic because it starts previews in December, but it doesn't start and officially open until January. So I'm being a little nitpicky on that one. But we do have 10 shows that are fully <laughs> opening as of now. Those shows are Pearly Victorious, Jaja's Zsa African Hair Braiding, My Window, Gutenberg the Musical, Merrily We Roll Along, I Need That, Harmony spam a lot how to dance in ohio and appropriate and that's a mix of plays and musicals um we have some revivals of things in there and i and i'm just just saying those out loud and reading this list i'm like wow this is really a, diver- a diverse list yeah, of shows really uh, is. so with that being said let's just kind of casually talk about what are we most excited for what are we most curious about what do we think of these 10 shows let's take it away
0: Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> Who wants to I, go first? <laughs> I get. St- I'll start. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I'm the guest. I'll start. I don't get to do anything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I just wrote. I I was thinking about like what I'm most excited for and. Uh, being in the community for a while and just knowing people behind the scenes, right? I think like the cast, putting together the cast for Spam a lot gotten me really, really excited. Mm-hmm. It's like Michael Urey, James Monroe, Iglehart, Ethan Slater, Chris Fitzgerald, Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer. I mean, everything you see coming out of this looks like comedy gold. Mm-hmm. And and Spam a lot was one of the first shows I saw when I when I moved to New York, you know, back in that in that in the mid-nots, right? And and to have it come back now is it's really it's really fun to compare where i am uh i want to see it because it it allows me now to compare where i am now in my life uh Mm -hmm. versus where i was then and it's such a a stark difference um in a good way uh but but that's i think i'm most excited for spam a lot and then again gutenberg um because it was developed um developed by scott brown and anthony king as a an upright citizens brigade a ucb Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. i love that 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 uh, sketch comedy style of comedy. And so, you know, throw in Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells. And that's just, again, comedy gold. Mm -hmm.
2: Totally. Those are my
0: my two. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then also... Uh, how to Dance in Ohio, because uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to get into this, but number three. Yeah, those are my Yeah, gonna, yeah. Totally.
3: I, would, I would agree with all those. I think the Spamalot stuff, I totally get that. I mean, that's I saw the original cast on that, too, and to see that come back will be really great. And also, speaking of Gutenberg, I don't know anything about it. I'm trying to like find information, but then I'm, I'm kind of trying to also go in blind, because I don't really know what... We're going to mm-hmm. get with that, but I know you do have a comedy duo there that will work so well.
2: Um,
3: and and it, everyone know,
2: keeps asking us about that, too. They're like, "What? what's this new Josh Gad and I was like, I really know nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going in just as blind as you. And they're like, should we get tickets? I was like, yeah. I mean, they're funny guys. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, it, Book of Mormon and this. And the, isn't it wasn't it a rumor, too, that they've been pinned for a while to come back and do a producer's revival? That was I a rumor. Know. I heard that
3: as a rumor, but I don't know. Maybe this is. But then be this comes along, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
2: you, you never know. But um. I,
3: and I would also throw in there. I do. I am really excited for the Merrily Roll Long revival, only because it was such a hard ticket off Broadway. It got great reviews, and I do really love that show. And I know it's like the. It, most expensive hard ticket now to get right now. So it's going to be an in-demand thing this fall, but I'm very curious to know. I've heard through the grapevine that they've changed a lot of things. I mean, every time the show is done somewhere, it's like, let's figure it out because there's that like amazing documentary about how the struggle with how Prince and <laughs> Steven Sondheim to get this to work and yeah. it couldn't and whatever. So I'm curious to see a new director come in and figure it out. You know,
2: yeah, it was a huge mm-hmm. flop when it opened the yeah, 81. It, huge. Mm-hmm. it closed after 16 performances.
3: Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Right. So I watched watching
2: that. Yeah. Uh I also had spam a lot down because I actually did not see spam a lot when it was first on Broadway. Mm. So, and I just, yeah, yeah I know. It's so yeah. funny. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, So I'm really excited for that. And I love Leslie. So like to see her do this is going to be great. Um, I also had Gutenberg. I also have how to dance in Ohio, which we're definitely going to get more into that. Um, and I did put a play down because I am really excited to see Jaja's Zsa African hair braiding. Mm-hmm. I was reading the plot to this, and I'm really intrigued to see something like new and current in the play space um, coming to the stage.
3: Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Centers around were... a group of West African immigrant hair braiders and their customers in a Harlem salon. Play. Yeah. The play takes place over one full day. A lot can happen in a braiding salon in one day. Yeah, I mean. You set up you you, when you give such a a specific environment like that, I I agree that you can like as a writer, you can dive in and there's so much uh, so much you can tell over the course of one day because you have the ability to really develop the character um, uh, focused in one spot for so long.
2: Totally, and that's totally. A, like being in a hair salon. You know, we always hear the stories. Even like at a barber shop, when you get your haircut, there's so much like gossip and drama happening in that like little time frame that you're there. I can only imagine what's going to happen in this play.
3: <laughs> and and so. then what's also nice about that is that play. It really has a very new cast, a new team, new playwrights, new directors. It's nice when you see that. I mean, yes, I'm looking at, like, my list here, too. Like, yes, we have, like, someone like, um, okay, like, Kenny Leon. He's going to have two shows this season. Alex Timbers, he's going to direct two shows this season. Like, it's great to see those names, too. But then it's nice to see a new work with, like, all new people coming. Even, like, the How to Dance in Ohio team looks like a really new team coming in. Uh, so that's, like, nice that this is a mix of, like, the names of Broadway and the new names of Broadway. I kind of really appreciated seeing the mix of all that this season coming. We'll be right back.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Welcome back.
0: You know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: really nice. and uh, kind of speaking on all of the names on broadway we kind of love to talk about stunt casting on our <laughs> podcast <laughs> because it happens all the time um but you know i'm curious to see what kind of stunt casting are you excited for this season or are you kind of like why are they doing that and do you think it's going to help the runs of the shows
0: it's uh my my Safe answer is that I'm always excited as long as it helps the show, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to depend on the person. Um, just high level, I don't think Pam Anderson really belonged on in Chicago. Right, like right, there's that right, kind right. of stunt casting, but to get Danny DeVito in I Need That, uh, I would I'd love to I, I'm excited to see him on stage because yeah. uh, I don't know how much theater work he does. He's not known for that. Sarah Paulson, inappropriate. Um, She does do more stage work. So she's got a reputation for being good. And I'm excited to see her just because I know she's going to be good. Right. Yeah. So. You know, and, and literally, we talk, bring it back to Merrily. Uh, Merrily, we roll along. I, I, right before we recorded this, I just got out of a recording with Katie Rose Clark, who's opposite mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Groff and Merrily, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about everything. And, and she's working on developing a new musical with Huey Lewis, who was a stunt, mm-hmm. who was a stunt cast in Chicago as well at one point. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. It all comes full circle. It, it, it is interesting because there's
3: also this, like, when you say these names like Sarah Paul, Sidney DeVito, even uh, Jessica Lang, which I know is Spring, but yeah. there's that was just announced yeah. recently. I think it's interesting because there's this major strike right now, but there's not a strike in live theater in New York. And I wonder – and Daniel Radcliffe is a big star too. So you see these film people coming in – and i think it's in a way a win win we get to see film people live they're working on their craft in a space that their unions in the live space can can successfully support they know i was just talking to someone recently who works in film and they're like there's actually a thought that that strike could actually kind of go well into 2024 yeah. so it's not like that might end anytime soon so why not As long as you said, it helps the plot, it helps the story, and it helps us out with telling the story and giving some great acting moments, then sure, we might even see more in the spring announced with movie and film TV actors. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I really am because there's, there's a lot of people, I mean... Uh, a lot of people who got their start in theater and then you know had some breakthrough in film and they haven't come back. Uh, if you look at look at um, all the Avengers, those those actors, mm-hmm. if you look up their, th- all almost all of them have like small off Broadway stage credits before they were ever big into TV and film. You know, mm-hmm. yep. so yeah. Like, well, I, a
2: lot of a lot of these actors are going to off Broadway as well. Like we keep seeing things of like, oh, the off Broadway season is really shaping up well too. When you have someone like Aubrey Plaza going off Broadway, yeah. and you're like, oh okay, yep, there's another yep. show I added to my list. Um, <laughs> I, I You brought up Danny DeVito. It's also, I'm very intrigued to see what Danny DeVito and his daughter, Lucy DeVito, are going to be doing together on the stage, because I was like, oh, that's cool. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. Um, and uh, I always for for Richie and I sometimes we're like oh that's a stunt cast when it's a Broadway person but like some people don't really know all the Broadway people so sometimes I I'll be like oh yeah like Leslie Odom Jr is going to be in Pearly like yeah. for me that's a stunt cast yeah you know? yeah <laughs> he's I, a great I, 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 just,
0: I was going to bring that up too and I almost wrote Leslie and I didn't because I'm like oh he's a Broadway person but then when you look at uh what Into the Woods did the Broadway production I I really liked actually how they kept mm-hmm. it fresh in the press by continuing i will call it broadway stunt casting they kept yeah. having these shortened these short contracts to to rotate through very big broadway names so outside mm-hmm. of the broadway community i don't know if it would make much as much of a splash as it did but inside it was just like powerhouse after powerhouse keeping the show at a, at a level that uh kept it really in front of everybody in the it- news
3: what I also find interesting with Suncasting, and to your point of the, Into the Woods, the short contracts, I think, is the new norm or maybe the forthcoming thing. Because if you're a working actor in New York, you want long contracts or you want extensions of contracts or you want multiple contracts. Don't get me wrong. But if you're a famous person and you think an eight show a week, I, I've heard through The Great Fun people have turned down. There was a, quite a few people that I had heard like for Hedwig long ago that wanted to do it. And they were like, I can't do that. Like for yeah. two months, like that's, I'm not doing it eight times a week. And so like, if you were to say to someone, Oh, like, but do it eight times a week, but only for three weeks. I feel like there's like, Oh sure. Yeah. Count me in. So like, I think there's maybe a little bit more of that coming.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. really interesting. I mean, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have time to get into this, but yeah, even yeah. though <laughs> and others have been very vocal about hating the, the eight show schedule yeah. and more yeah. and more, major numbers are having scheduled, like, contractual alternates. But that's a separate podcast. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah, so moving forward here, I mean, we were talking also about notable directors, choreographers, and designers that are coming this season. I had just mentioned earlier, Kenny Leon, Alex Timbers, those are two big directors that are coming back to do some stuff. Um, Are there any directors, choreographers, designers, or anyone else that we're looking forward to this season seeing?
0: So uh, a friend of mine I've known for a few years now is Sammy Canald. Mm. and who's director mm. for out of dance in Ohio and one of the she's Forbes 30 under 30 everything mm-hmm. she does turns to gold she's one of these these people these up and coming people in life who only um only selects projects that are going to better the world in general. Mm. And she, she's very much does art for the sake of art. Like she's yeah. not ever in it for a cash grab and, or any, you know, anything that's like, I'm going to revive it just because I know it's going to sell tickets. Like that's not her at all. And to take on something like how to dance in Ohio is it, it, it's so her in yeah. general, like personally, but um, she just keeps getting recognized for all of her work. Um, uh in, in general, and to finally see her Broadway directorial debut, I'm so excited for her and and happy for the show in general.
3: I've seen her name quite a bit too. She did the Ellis Island ragtime, right? Mm-hmm. Am I getting the yep. right? And which was like so groundbreaking. And then I went to Kennedy Center last year to see Sunset, uh, yep. that she directed with Stephanie J. Block, and the whole thing with that was like casting a younger Norma Desmond, and I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of that show. And and, and it worked, and it was di- it was like so true to the text, but also slightly different. And it, and Stephanie J. Block blew my mind, and and I was like, yeah. And then I saw her name, so like, yes, Broadway debut for her. It totally makes sense, and I think it's going to be awesome. I totally agree.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. I'm excited for that because I feel like, and we're going to get into How to Dance in Ohio very shortly too because of this whole plot and the documentary. Um, But I did also write down Maria Friedman for Merrily because people keep saying that her direction um, is really bringing this life to this revival. So I'm excited because I actually like that show. Even, you know, all the drama that's been with it. That's one of my favorite um, Sondheim shows. So it's like, I'm excited for that. And I am excited for Alex Timbers. I always love the immersiveness that he brings into his fully thought out um idea and concepts so and i didn't even know he was directing gutenberg so when, when i read that i was like oh great because obviously here lies love that whole thing was just amazing That's well have
0: you so. have you ever met alex or talked to him personally
2: no. Like, no, like we he's were son- very close to seeing we were like at the table next to him at the drama desk uh, awards that year. And he was like literally sitting right next to us. And we were like, do we <laughs> yeah. just go up to him or? You- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: you he, he should. He's going to bring it. What I was going to say real quick was just that he's such he's such a quiet and and uh introspective guy and he's not somebody who i would associate with doing these big in your face immersive comedies but he's so Mm -hmm. good at them like Mm -hmm. moulin rouge and beetlejuice which were at the same time by the way yeah uh open the same time and yeah gutenberg and here lies love and everything he does um i i met him originally for um oh hello with nick kroll and john mulaney Yeah, yeah yeah and again one of those things where it's just like you walk in, it's just everything. The set is phenomenal. Anyway, I just, I love Alex. yeah. No, yeah, yeah.
2: We'll be right back.
3: Let's jump back into things. The and talking in some of these plots and themes of some of these shows. I mean, I know we How to Dance in Ohio definitely stands out to me. I think um, autistic young adults, act young autistic actors in that is amazing. I think that's going to be a. Re- I really have high hopes for it. I, we saw the documentary recently and I cried. I thought it was just <laughs> beautiful and it's like such human. Emotion and love and kindness. And I think that's what Broadway kind of needs and an original concept show original. I just all good things. I hope, I hope, you know?
0: Yeah. I I agree with everything. And that's exactly, you know, why I think a Sammy's doing it, but uh, Mm -hmm. because it is this message of love and hope and emotion, but, uh, but yes, I, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, coming into the just highlighting in, in general, right? Like, Mm-hmm. There's so much uh like you said at the very beginning a so, such a diverse half of season coming up here right it's and yeah. and this is a this is a an area of representation that I really can't ever remember seeing uh unfortunately not as a trope a stereotype or like you know something to sort of make fun of and it's been mm-hmm. uh it's been a long time coming and I'm really really happy that we have this show now
2: definitely yeah. definitely we been I, we, we've been listening. We've we heard some of the music from it as well, because we were like, wow, how are they really going to develop these characters like after watching them
0: mm-hmm. in the
2: documentary and like really do them a great service in this show as well. And we're hearing some of the music and I'm like, I, and I don't usually like listening to music before I go and see a show because I don't want it to like throw me off when I know the words or anything like that. But I'm just like, oh, no, this this music is beautiful um, from what yeah. we've heard so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in I mean same camp,
0: th- same camp with the Notebook too. I I don't want to oh, know yeah. anything, but oh, everything yeah. I hear, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta listen more. I know me, everything makes me cry. I
2: that's know. so funny about the <laughs> that's so funny about the Notebook because we were actually in Chicago when the run was happening, and we were there like the last weekend of it, and you couldn't get a ticket. Everyone was like, when we were talking to people from Chicago. We were like, what do we see when we're out here? They're like, you need to see the Notebook. I was like, I can't. There's no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, and because of that, I was like, I know it's gonna come to Broadway, but. You know, I'm really excited for that one as well. I know it's spring, but... but. And it's also
3: interesting when you look at all these shows coming up. I mean, if you looked at How to Dance in Ohio, Spamalot, and Pearly Victorious, three of the most different shows I could name, talking about so many different issues, like that alone is exciting. And then there's also this, like, I'm looking and I'm like, well, what's like the tourist trap? What's the like... And I'm like, okay, maybe the Melissa Etheridge My Window, that seems like... I think it's an original concept of hers, but it seems a little Las Vegas y to me, like come yeah. seamless Etheridge's one woman show. So maybe but there's also a little bit of like harmony. I know that's I don't know if that's gonna cater to an older audience, if that's kind of trying to get Taurus in. It's Barry Manilow's name on it. Um so those maybe two shows merely. are
0: Let's and maybe even Merrily with the Sondheim tag, you know?
3: Sure. Sure. So it'll be I mean, we also have like Back to the Future. That's kind of tourist trappy that just opened. So there's some stuff already kind of lingering there. And I'm sure st- stuff coming. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting mix. It really is of stuff this whole season.
0: Yeah, there's sure. there's a lot of like Back to the Future is is great. I don't care what the reviews say. I've seen it twice. I think it's great. <laughs> um, and Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is just now. I wonder how they're doing. I haven't. I, I try not look at, not to look at box office stuff, but I wonder how they're doing overall because they've just now started to do what I feel like is Broadway stunt casting, and maybe a little bit outside of the Broadway stunt casting, right? Um, so, like, is Mulan and Anne Juliet now is writing off of uh, of of their Tony nominations, and they're they're still growing, and like surprisingly and and maybe disappointingly, um, even after Kimberly Akimbo won, I don't know like if Victoria Clark leaves is that show going to survive yeah, i don't know
3: exactly i don't know and, and well, and it, speaking of speaking of back to the future don't listen to our latest podcast uh, episode on it, because we had a very opposite <laughs> reaction. Oh, really? Just, oh, no. We did. We, were, oh, we are always respectful, of course, of the industry when we give our reviews, but we, uh, we're we not fans. We're not fans. We're not fans. Of that. I, I, I just really love the
0: illusions. It. I love the nostalgia. And to hear yeah, it is to, to yeah. hear that music being played live, you know, it's why yeah. It's yeah. you go like watch Lord of the Rings with the Philharmonic, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: There was, yeah. I like the three songs from the movie, if that's what you're talking about, sure. But I mean that's about and the car, sure, but that's about it, you know, for me. But anyway. Well, I'll be digressing here. I wanted to I know we're getting tight on time. I wanted to talk really quick, just anything off Broadway that might be coming this fall. I know we're mainly focusing on Broadway, but I had put down like I'm really excited for this Dracula off Broadway yes, show. I think there's some what cool I stuff. Yeah, I think that's we're gonna go see that in a couple weeks. I'm excited for that. Uh I also put which I don't
2: Which even know. I was yeah. I was looking at something because I actually saw this on the Broadway Podcast Network. Was this a podcast first? Like that it, they Gordon did?
0: Greenberg and Steve Rosen wrote the script and okay. they were performing it regionally, I think a couple places in Florida, and then Gordon is it's all it's all it all kind of comes back. The reason I know Sammy is because her mom is Dory Berenstein, who co founded Broadway Podcast Network with me. Got it. So got it. this is this is that whole connection. And so Dory ah. and Gordon have been friends for a long time. And so when we were creating original content when the pandemic started we were like let's turn this into an audio drama and dracula was the first thing we did one of the first first or second thing we did on the network and you know mm. Sieber is dracula um and it just it's freaking hilarious we got a little cameo from john stamos in there um <laughs> but uh who plays elvis um and <laughs> It's it's freaking hilarious. It's such a great show. And I can't wait to see Andrew Keenan-Bolger and the rest of the cast off-Broadway. Yeah. Uh, and that opens... Uh, or it starts previews, I think, next week. As I think we're it already. Yeah, week. yeah. It's coming, up soon. this week? It's, it's I, think, it I think it's
3: just started this week. I yeah. think it already did start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had put that down as a potential. I also put down... I mean, not that... I don't think there's as ticket left, but the new Sondheim, Here We Are, which hopefully maybe that transfers to Broadway. Uh, it just sounds like... I mean, to be in that room. I mean, that just sounds like that has the potential (laughs) of being brilliant. Um, And then I also put down, I can get it for you wholesale. I mean, I'm a Barbara Streisand fan. I hope they kind of do some cute, (laughs) some, you don't never hear of that show being done. So maybe there's something cool going on there. I don't know. Um, And I also like the Golden Age stuff. So like Pal Joey City Center, I might want to try to check that out because I love the old, and they're reinventing that book and trying to get that revival to Broadway. So I don't know. Those are just some of my off-Broadway
2: thoughts.
0: (laughs) yeah as as a as a a dad and podcaster and network runner and other things i'm i'm unfortunately i don't make enough time for off broadway like Mm -hmm. i do but dracula has just been like a major blip on my radar that i'm so excited for yeah definitely like there's there's a the through line I think is a lot of there's a lot of good comedy coming back. There's like representation, there's these true stories, there's authentic stories, talking about like through lines of of trends that we're seeing this yeah. fall, right? And it's I, I like that there's no jukebox musical, um, like big jukebox musical. I like it, but everything is sort of rooted in in um in a little bit of truth and historical hi- history and fact and then even like Prayer for the French Republic, right? Um, yeah, honorable sure, mention, sure. right? Is another it's a, another Holocaust, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, play, and it's three hours with two intermissions. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Very heavy, long. like, like yeah. I mean, I don't know a Holocaust show that is not heavy, right? But, of yeah. course, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm excited for the authenticity that this mm-hmm. fall season is bringing. That's mm-hmm. that's my yeah. big through line for me.
2: Yeah,
3: totally. And that's and yeah, I, I would kind of wrap up too. Yeah, Jeff, what were you
2: going to say? I just hope, like, people outside of the Broadway community can kind of embrace a lot of these shows as well and not just look for that, like... You know, I'm going to see Lion King for the 30th yeah. time. Like, try something new. Because I feel like Lion King is going to run forever. Yeah. So don't. <laughs> you don't and have to worry. Gonna it's tour. always going to be there. Yeah. It's like yeah.
0: anything that is touring, like, see Go it, see it, see see it that in your hometown, See right, it regionally because right. it's going to be a much cheaper ticket. Come to New York yeah. and see something It'll be a yes. cheaper ticket and just as good. I promise you. So yeah, come to New course. York and see something you can't see somewhere else.
2: Yes. That's yes. like what we just had friends recently. They're like, what should we see? What should we see? And I'm like, what's from last season that they should see? I was like, you guys should go see Shocked. Yes. Like, go check it out. Yes. You love comedy. You love something new and fresh. And Alex Newell is killing it. So like, go check it out. Right. I
0: mean. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, Alex right. Newell so, and and Robert Horn. The book is yeah. um, is phenomenal. I mean, yeah,
2: it's it's a laugh
0: a minute. A la- yeah. Five
2: laughs a minute. It's <laughs> yeah, good. right,
3: right, right.
2: Yes. So, yeah.
3: Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We have to wrap up. I can't believe that how fast that went. I yeah. we could sit here for two, three hours and just
0: keep going. But we'll have yeah. to do another well, spring one. Yeah, maybe. let's do part two for the for the spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that I would totally be awesome, love that. I, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about The Wiz. Oh, man. Oh, I know. I can't wait.
3: I know. It's actually, I, find, I we were just talking because Jeff has never seen the movie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to see the movie before he goes it. Yeah, It's like iconic music. So anyway. But that is all the time we have for today's episode of Half Hour. We thank you all so much for listening to us today.
2: Yes, and we're going to link the theater podcast in our description, and so you can all check out Alan's show. We hope you enjoy, enjoy this conversation, and thanks so much for joining us today, Alan. Thank you guys for having me. I hope yeah. I hope we, we can do more of these. This is yeah, for sure.
3: For sure. And to all our listeners out there, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. And you can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. So wrapping up for now, I'll say goodbye. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta.
2: <laughs> Bye.
3: Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>